selling with authenticity. It's building that relationship. It's about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happy. Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host Daryl Amy here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Couple things. You're pointing in the right direction. Hats off. And I've been looking forward to this podcast for a long, long time. Everyone, you're in for a treat. This is going to be a fantastic episode. I'm so excited about our guests. And as we get started, if you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And Larry, right now we're smack dab in the middle of summer and things are heating up. That means pipelines are heating up. Yeah, it's good. Hey, hats off to everybody. We're halfway through the year. We're starting the third quarter. We want to start strong. And uh, right now, this is the time, especially in the middle of the summer, it is critical to be connected with our clients and our prospects. And one of the best ways to do that is with our friends at BombBomb. Video messaging, Larry, is an incredible opportunity right now to make a personal connection with everybody in our network, especially as we're all scattered to the four winds during the summer. It's all about rehumanizing your business and bringing a voice to faceless communication, Daryl. Yes, as we say every week, we we just want to give a huge shout out to our friends at BombBomb. They are enabling us to rehumanize business. And we want to encourage everybody, if you haven't done this already, go try it out. Go to bombbomb.com slash heart, get 14 days for free, send video messages out to encourage your clients, say hi to me and Larry, um, and nurture your prospects. This is an incredible tool to be able to do that and to be able to put face to what can be faceless communication. It works just so fantastic. Larry, and, and we- it, but, hey, but really quick though, if you want, because Daryl always says this, everyone, send me a video first. I'm encouraging everyone. <laughs> if you want to practice, send me a video first before you send one to Daryl. That's right. I want you to work all the kinks out on Larry. So <laughs> check it out, bombbomb.com slash heart. Speaking of heart, speaking of passion. <laughs> wow. What an incredible guest we have teed up for today, Larry. Oh, God. Yeah. Where, where do we start with Ryan Blair? Um, <laughs> I, I, t- I will tell you this, and r- I love Ryan like crazy because I think things over the course of a lifetime happen for a reason. And 15, 16 years ago, I made the single best investment I ever did in myself. And that was when Ryan crossed paths with me and I asked for some help. And I'm a big believer that, you know, it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to, you know, coaches and mentors to step into your life. And I, I, I remember this as plain as day. I've always been asked now on the podcast that I go on, if there's one thing that you can do differently, if you were in your younger days, what would you do? And I said, I wish I would have found a coach and a mentor earlier on in life than later on in life. And Ryan, I, I, I'm looking at Ryan right now, but before we really welcome him in, I know I wouldn't be here today. If it wasn't for some of the foundational things Ryan taught me 15, 16 years ago, Ryan Blair, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Wow, that's that's a beautiful introduction, Larry. Thank you. And 
You know, I, I can't believe how long we've known each other, my friend. It's been a long time. And when I first stepped foot in your oh, office, yeah. <laughs> I think I was wearing a bright yellow suit. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and I came and spoke to your team at that time. And I just remember we had this bond and I'll never forget it. There was a connection made in that meeting. You pulled me aside afterward. We talked a little bit further and we just developed a, a relationship for the past 15 plus years now. Yeah. And if y'all read chapter three of Selling from the Heart, there's a little excerpt in there with Ryan Blair. So I want to let you know that. Awesome. I love it. Well, which is a great way to tee up the question, Ryan. You know, every guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast answers. And that is, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Yeah, I, I thought a little bit about that in preparation for this meeting. And I can tell you what selling from the heart is not. And that's when you're selling from your head. You're selling from your ego. That's when you're selling because you need to make revenue or a quota or you need to make you know, some sort of income goals or any of those things is not selling from the heart. And so just by process of elimination, selling from the heart is when you're speaking from your authentic self and you're selling in a way where you're communicating your beliefs, your values and who you are. And you're doing so connecting to them deeply because you want what's best for them in this transaction, not what's best for you. It, it, it's so good. And what I really like about that is I'm a big believer, Ryan, authenticity is a lifestyle. And we talk a lot in selling from the heart that the inner work, it's the inner work we do in our heart, our mind and our body is what's going to fuel the outer success. And I know you're all about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. I do many hours a day worth of inner work. <laughs> you know, that's been my, I, got to, I got pretty good at sales and I, you know, I did a couple billion in revenue for my consumer products company. And after I sold that company, I had enough money to be able to choose what I got to do with my day. And I chose to go inward and, and go deep and work on my mind, my body and my soul. So that way I could be better in my role as a father and as a leader and, you know, as as, you know, a citizen. So what does that look like for you on a daily basis now? I'm just curious. Um, well, you mean in terms of what my my regimen is, you know, mm -hmm. it's. I guess I would tell you I probably put a good four hours a day on my body, my meditation, um, you know, proper eating and diet and so forth. And the rest of the time I spend in action. But I wake up and I have a couple of hours to myself each morning where, you know, there's there's no work. There's no email. There's no SMSing. It's just focused on grounding myself. I have a meditation practice that I'm uh, passionate about. And then I have a gym at my house. I get into the gym and, you know, do body work from there. And then I start my day. I get up around 5 a.m. and I start my day around 9 a.m. Awesome. No, it, it's so good. And, and I want to throw something back at you because I hear this all the time, Ryan. They go, because it was just asking me just a couple of days ago as well. They go, Larry, how can the inner work, how can me doing the inner work on myself help me to become a better sales professional? So how mm -hmm. would you answer that? Well, people are buying you. And you are the products. You're, you're communicating an energy about you. That energy, everything, human beings are great at reading you. We, we have built up a process over many, many thousands of years worth of, worth of evolution to be able to read a person and be able to understand where are they coming from and what is the truth behind their words. And the deeper that you go inside, the more pure you're going to be in your beliefs, the more pure you're going to be in the way that you communicate and when you do that, people will sense that and people will gravitate toward that and want to do business with you. It actually 
you know, when selling is an energy, and we all know that because I could use the exact same words and, you know, and think I'm in a, in a good energy state in a day and get zero results. And another day, you know, I'm in a, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I'm in a, an energy state where I'm like on fire and I can't tell the difference between the two. When you go internally and you do the work, you start to be able to even out those highs and those lows in the selling field. Oh, that is so well said. And I love that. And, you know, it's been a real privilege, by the way, hearing some of your story from Larry. And I've also been picking up uh, pieces of your story from your books. Rock Bottom to Rockstar is just fantastic. It is an incredible gift to the world. But just for our listeners uh, that may be just getting to know you, Ryan, could you give us a little bit of background? What brought you to where you are today? Yeah, um, well, I have a, a really interesting story. <laughs> I've, I've been able to, I've written two books about it. One was called Nothing to Lose, Everything to Gain, uh, How I Went from a Gang Member to a Multimillionaire. There's also a documentary on YouTube that uh, profiles my story. But I, you know, I've been blessed to have a crazy story. I started in the middle class. My dad was an engineer and he was very successful. And then unfortunately he got addicted to drugs. My mother got addicted to alcoholism. And next thing you know, I was on the streets when I was about 13 years old, living on my own, in and out of trouble, in and out of juvenile hall, and got caught up in a gang, not by my choice, but by the environment that I lived in, I was forced into it. And uh, you know, by the grace of God, when I was about 17 years old, my mom found me a mentor and he was an entrepreneur and he was very successful in the real estate field. And I started being his protege and his apprentice, started working for him. And he told me, the first thing he said, he said, Ryan, you would be great at sales. And I didn't understand what sales that meant. I, I thought it was an insult at first, truthfully. And he told me that, you know, the most important people in our society are the best salespeople. The president is selling people to vote for him. You know, the, the dad wants to sell the son to follow his lead. Everybody's selling something. When he explained to me that broad concept of, of sales is when I decided that I was going to pursue that as a career. And I then went on to start a number of different companies. Uh, my, my first uh, technology company was called 24-7 Tech. My second one was called Sky Pipeline. And then I started a company called the Body by Vi 90-Day Challenge. It's uh, also known as Visalis. And we ended up spreading the world and doing billions of dollars in sales. And it is, and that, and that's actually how I met Ryan was was through his backstory. But you keyed in on something is Ryan. You had a mentor that that forever changed the course of your life. I've had mentors. You've stepped into my life. I've invested in our relationship. I've invested in many other coaches and mentors since. Mm -hmm. And what I'd like for you know, if we can just peel this back, this whole mentor relationship is, I believe. If there's if there's a secret sauce or missing link that could help sales professionals fast track what they do, it's finding a mentor and a coach. So what? Yeah, what, what go ahead. No, I'm just go ahead, Ryan. My uh, no, please, please finish. <laughs> no, no, I, I was just going to say because a lot of times people find it difficult, right? But I will tell you this: I wouldn't be where I'm at with some of the coaches that stepped into my life, and it just goes back to that circle of influence. I call them people that are way more experienced or way more in tenure than you. That can give you some life lessons that you can take. Yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you, I spend probably a good ten thousand, maybe a little more per month on coaches uh, at present day, right now, having you know a lot of knowledge and background and twenty plus years of experience in building and scaling and buying and selling businesses, I'm still investing heavily in coaches. It's, it's, 
the most exciting thing that I can think of of spend it for spending my money is to spend it on a new coach. I have a meditation coach who's a you know, as a Buddhist teaching me different Buddhist techniques of meditation. I have a yoga coach, I have a personal trainer, I have a dietitian, I have a voice coach. Like I'm constantly investing in coaches and seeking new coaches to invest in as well. That's that's the way we grow. And I've been fortunate enough to have a number of coaches pour into me by way of my work. So I was coached by uh, Coach John Wooden mentored me or Coach Dale Brown or a variety of, of very su- successful entrepreneurs as well. The founder of Microsoft, the late Paul Allen, or the founder of Quicken Loans, Dan Gilbert's given me mentorship. So I've had the privilege of having you know, Tony Robbins or John Maxwell. I've had them as coaches and mentors in my life. And I've, I've received so much from each of them. And that has contributed to what I teach now and, and, you know, and everything that I do now. And so I would not be who I am today if it were not for mentors and coaches. And people are just silly. They don't realize that you, you get your return on investment back in gold. So whatever it is that you have to invest, you're going to get a 10x or even better return on that. And so for me, if I want to grow, all I have to do is add a new mentor into my life or a new coach into my life. And I'm guaranteed growth. So, no, it, it, but it, it's the the thing that I'm concerned with is people find it so difficult. Yeah, you know, and if you, it goes, it goes back to I remember when Marnie Schneider came on the podcast, and Marnie Schneider's grandfather was Leonard Toast Ryan, and Leonard Toast owned the Philadelphia Eagles, mm-hmm. and he would have in the Philadelphia Eagles locker room, if you fail to invest, you'll never be able to collect. Yeah, and. Well, the, the people don't get mentors because they have they're they're scared. They have scarcity related issues, or they don't want to address the truth about themselves. Right? You know, you have to be willing to look yourself in the mirror or have another person say, "Here are your gaps. Here are your weaknesses," and you have to be open to feedback to have a successful coaching relationship. And so, you know, a lot of times, as particular people in the world of influence, like sales. You know, we have fragile egos. And so when somebody says, here's some of the challenges that you look, you know, you have or or, you know, we don't like to see the hard truth sometimes. So, you know, it's either that they're scarcity minded. But if you want to grow, you have to grow. And the way you grow is you invest in yourself and you change your pattern. So if you're stuck in a pattern of making one hundred thousand a year, you know, I I went from making one hundred thousand a year to twenty million plus per year. And the way that I did that was I broke that pattern at 100,000 and then I broke it again at 200,000 and I broke it again at 500,000 and broke it again at a million and, and I kept breaking it. And the way you do that is, you know, you have to have a focus on growth. You have to be open to feedback. You have to surround yourself with great people and you have to not give up on yourself. Love it. <laughs> that boy. I, I, I will tell you this, and Daryl knows it. Sometimes I get to that breaking point sometimes, and the first person I'll call is Daryl, right? Because yeah. I, I, th- I think it's, you know, a lot of times we, ha- we do have fragile egos. And at some point in time, and, I, I, and Ryan's known me for quite some time, in this entrepreneurial journey, I've almost just thrown in the towel five, six, seven <laughs> times over, right? And I'm sure you have too, Ryan. Yes. But it, it, it's just the, it's the never quit. But it's having somebody there that you can lean on. Daryl, you've been that person. Well, you know, we all need that. And and I think a coach is someone that's going to push us through those those breaking points. It reminds me, I really am enjoying uh, your book on rock bottom to rock star. 
And uh, this concept of what it takes to be a rock star, uh, you know, one of the very first things that you talk about in that list of things is don't listen to the noise. Hmm. And man, talk about a profession where there's a lot of static noise out there. It's the sales profession. You get noise uh, from all kinds of angles, from your boss, from your coworkers, from the YouTube, from your clients, from your prospects. I mean, there's noise everywhere. What do you do as a, what do you recommend we do coaches as salespeople to escape from all the racket? <laughs> and I think yeah. racket's probably a good word for all of this. <laughs> well, in, in, in our society as well, we have a ton of, of noise. You have the news, you have culture, you have politics, you have noise coming by the music that we listen to. There's, you know, there's negative messages all around us. And so you have to train your brain. And that's why I'm such a fan of meditation and I teach it you know, to thousands of people. Because if you don't learn how to train your brain, eventually it will become consumed with so much noise that you won't have clarity and you won't have the conviction necessary for you to take the action you know, to get the results that you're seeking. And so I, I'm a huge proponent of brain training. I literally train my brain you know, for at least 20 minutes every single day to get to a place where I'm no longer having random thoughts pop in. And I used to tell people I was attention deficit until I learned meditation. I learned how to train my brain to focus my attention on whatever it is that I'm putting my mind to. It could be, I want to focus my intention on my breathing for 10 minutes. I want to focus my attention on music for 10 minutes. And I can turn off all the noise and just focus on just that for 10 minutes or 20 minutes. And so developing that brain training of focus is what is, is necessary to be able to tune out the noise and to be able to put your energy into the work that is necessary for you to get the results that you want. Hey, Ryan, I'm just curious, what's training your brain look like? Because I, now I'm, you're speaking my language because I try to do that every morning. Yeah. Uh, for me, what does it look like? I mean, yeah. it's, it's pretty. I want, you want to see it right now. I'll just close my eyes and, <laughs> and we'll, lose, uh, we'll, lose, we'll lose about 10 minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, podcast. there's going to be a lull in the podcast for 10 minutes. Ryan is training you guys want his to see how brain. Cool this is, right? You, well, you know, it, it's real simple. You, you shut down, you go to a quiet place, you prepare yourself in advance that there will be distractions. You're going to have distractions of noises. You know, if you have a child like I do, they might interrupt or the dog might bark. And so you're prepared for the distractions. You close your eyes and you just focus your energy and your attention on your breathing and specifically through your nose. And you just sit there and set a timer for 15 minutes and you just sit there and say, no matter what pops up, what distraction I'm going to return to focusing my attention on my breath. And you do that for enough days in a row and eventually nothing will be able to take your attention away. I could hear a gunshot go off during my meditation right now. And unless it was you know, really close by, I'd be right back to meditating. <laughs> I have heard gunshots go off during my meditation. <laughs> I've heard all kinds of racket. <laughs> Well, you said don't listen to the noise. You also said don't believe your own hype. And one of the things I just absolutely loved is when you said the moment you start celebrating, you've stepped off the stage. Mm. What a warning to us as sales professionals. Yeah, that 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 lesson cost me over $100 million <laughs> <laughs> personally. Wow. Um, yeah, the, you know, I was young. Uh, I, I dreamed about being a rock star and 
you know, I grew up watching MTV Cribs and Lifestyles of Rich and Famous. And, and then, you know, all of a sudden I have tens of millions of dollars rolling into my bank account. And, you know, I, I believed my own hype and my ego got the best of me. And I could tell you that that is probably the most expensive lesson in the book. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Just $24.95 to learn the lesson that costs I tell people that. I said, I spent $2 billion. <laughs> you can't spend $24 learning or whatever the cost is of the books. Now it's probably like 10 bucks on Amazon. You can't spend $10. <laughs> I spent $2 billion learning. But that uh, is so true. I mean, just think about how many times in the cadence of a sales rep's life I've been there just on, in the day-to-day in -day or month-to-month -month cadence, right? You have a great month or great quarter. You get a great commission check. You start celebrating. You pull off the gas on the things that got you there. And then you're looking up 90 days later, six months later, and you're going, what happened? You started celebrating. Yeah. Well, and, and once you get to the top of a mountain, you got to pick a new mountain. Mm -hmm. And so it's oftentimes that we have this goal, let's say, to get to 100,000 in revenue or, or income. We get to that 100, and then we're like, now what do I do? And then you change your behavior, and that 100,000 now starts coming back down, and, and you're constantly in this perpetual dance with suffering in order for you to learn and to grow. And suffering is a great teacher and it's painful. And as salespeople, a lot of times what we do is we have to we utilize that suffering because that's the only way we get really motivated. Mm -hmm. And that's a terrible source of motivation because it's just painful and stressful. There's a much better source of motivation that comes from joy and from happiness and from love and from you know living a life centered around your heart. And you have to just break free from that attachment to suffering and be willing to do the work, you know, prospecting and preparation and all the other uh, necessary supporting skill sets to achieving sales, so that way you don't suffer. Yeah, I will. I will tell you everything that that we're all talking about. This goes back, and, and Daryl, you already know this, but Ryan, this goes back probably about eight, nine, ten months ago. I started transforming a little bit part of my morning, and I brought spirituality into this. Mm. And. You know, here we are, a, a Jewish guy raised by Jewish parents talking about spirituality, but it's not to go down the spirituality path. But I've learned so much from people like the Craig Rochelles of the world and the Andy Stanleys of the world and the Bob Goffs of the world on morning routines and how that really translates to leading yourself better. And you know what? People pick up on this in two seconds. I've no first of all, I've noticed it with how I carry myself out into public. But I've carried it. I've also noticed it on just how I carry myself. It's just changing up that whole morning routine. Yeah, it's, you know, spirituality, whether you believe in the universe or whatever your specific uh, beliefs are, it's, it's all multiple paths to the same destination. And every spiritual path that I have studied, and I've studied many of them, not all of them, but I've studied the majors. They're all leading you to a place where you're coming from your highest self your purest self or you're operating with principles. And so when you invest in your spirituality and you do so in a way as part of your, you know, your, your desire of self-mastery, you're going to get to a place where you're, you're pure and you're driven by principles. And if you have your purity and you have your principles, there is nothing that can stop you. Excellent. I love it. I love it. Which brings up another P that I wanted to talk about. And you've got purity principles in the, in the rock star list. Rockstar's practice, and this is something that, uh, once again, as salespeople, we can drift away from this one real quickly. What what would you say to us as sales professionals when it comes to the importance of practice? 
Well, one, one thing that I practice, and this is one of my, my secrets, is I hired a voice coach. And, you know, I never thought about doing this, but I, when I realized that these muscles, right, are the most important muscles we have as men. It's not mm. our biceps. It's not our pecs. It's not how much we could squat. It's our voice. And so wow. I train my voice three days a week with a coach, and then I practice in between them just so that way I have a better poise in my conversations and greater tonality and so forth. And that's a physical element of practice that I utilize because I'm selling in front of a camera, but I do it every, you know, and I spend several hundred dollars a week on my coach just to give you an idea, just so that way I can continue to develop my voice, develop my speaking ability, my articulation. And that's a part of practice. The other things that we can practice other than our, our voice or our presentation capabilities, you know, we can practice our, um, uh, you know, our reviewing our scripts, for example, we can practice, you know, dialogue and, and pitching people doing role playing. I mean, there's tons of practice, but you have to do that because sales is just like any sport out there. You develop bad habits and you don't realize it. And so, for example, I play basketball. It's a sport that I love. And, you know, occasionally my shot will be great and occasionally it's terrible. And the difference between the two might be a slight degree difference in where my elbow is placed when I'm shooting. And if I'm not practicing my shot, when it comes to game time, I'm not going to be on. You know, the difference between an amateur, right? I can hit two free throws in a row. I'm sure many people watching this can. But if you put me in front of a stadium with 35,000 people and told me to hit two free throws in a row, I probably would miss both of them, right? Especially if they were screaming, I hate you. <laughs> right? But a professional, like sales. Right? <laughs> but a professional knows how to hit those two free throws. Why? Because they have practiced. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to become a pro, you have to practice. It isn't just about playing the game of sales. It's about practicing the game of sales as well. Yeah. And I want to go back to something that you said, Ryan, about this voice coach, because I want us to key in on everything. Look at what we've all gone through the last 14, 15, 16 months. Now, all of a sudden, salespeople have been forced in front of cameras. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it reminds me, you know, we had a past guest, Ryan Tasia Valenza, who's actually a voiceover actress here in Los Angeles. And she was talking about the same things. And I would encourage, you know, go back and listen to what Ryan was saying about voice coach. If there's ever a time to invite people into your conversations and pay attention to tonality, it's now because salespeople, I mean, we have to get used to being in front of cameras. And these are things that a couple of years ago wasn't a skill set that we had to really master today. You got to master the art of being in front of a camera as a salesperson. You do. You know, I um, I wasn't very comfortable with that. You know, I've been on TV a bunch, but you're not talking like I am now directly into a camera and holding eye contact with the camera, you know, you have a, a production studio switching and, you know, and you're, you're, it's easier, but it's not easy, but it's easier when you're in a studio, but when you're doing this stuff via zoom. And so one of the things that I did is I started a daily meditation where I meet with people each and every single day at 9am. And I just got in front of that camera and started meditating with hundreds of people every <laughs> single day. And so now I could talk to a zoom camera as effortlessly as I could talk to you sitting in the room. But at first it was awkward. I didn't like it. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel comfortable around it. And now, you know, this camera is my best friend, but I've done it 400. I've showed up to that meditation like 465 times to get to a place where I'm comfortable talking to a, a Zoom camera, basically. 
<laughs> I love it. That's great. Hey, uh, you, the other part of being a rock star is you got to have good people around you. And in the book, you talked about having the right musicians. We all know that if you have a band and you have crummy musicians, you may be <laughs> a great singer, but you're not going to sell any albums. So we talk about um, the right associations. The people you surround yourself with are really, really critical for success. What's that look like for you? Well, one, I, I went through a process where I cut off a number of different relationships and basically said I have to take a step back and focus on the relationship with myself. And I put all of my energy into my relationship with myself for a period of time, knowing that the people that really loved me and that I had a genuine heart connection with, they were going to be there. Guys like Larry, like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see him anywhere, you know, between now and the rest of our lives together. And we're going to give each other a warm hug and a a deep connection and other people were going to fall off. And so, you know, I, I really uh, encourage people to evaluate their circle and take some time to themselves and ask themselves, who are the people that are, you know, contributing to my growth? Who are the people that are pouring into me as much as I'm able to pour into them and really evaluate your relationships. Now, what does it look like for me? You know, my relationships are coveted. I have very few people that, you know, I have in my inner circle. There's a lot of people who I know, and there's a lot of people who know who I am as a result of my work, but very few people that I have intimate relationships with. Now, in the past, I had hundreds of, of relationships, and now I can tell you I have very few, and I covet the few that I have. And the people that I surround myself with are people that I receive so much joy in being around. Mm. There, I learn from them just by, you know, if I have dinner with them, I'm I'm learning. I'm learning about things that I wouldn't find out otherwise, and. You know, and I, I'm, I'm giving too, and I'm, you know, sharing my relevant experience. And so I make sure that the relationships that I have are unique and that they're going to teach me something because I, I love learning. And so it's going to spark my curiosity. Like, for example, I have a new friend that I've uh, recently started spending time with, and she's a, um, uh, an activist, and she's really passionate about activism and her causes. And it's something that I want to learn more about. And so spending time having dinner, I'm able to, you know, ask questions that I wouldn't find out otherwise. And and get some perspective on things that she's passionate about that I have yet to actually do any critical thinking on. And so it's been fascinating for me to you know, create that friendship because it's been teaching me so much. So I highly encourage the listeners out there to you know, take time to really invest in the most important relationship that you'll ever have. And that's the one that you have with yourself. And then as you do that, start to evaluate who are you spending time with and who are you sharing this precious heart that you have with and then try to upgrade as much as you possibly can and find people that are in alignment. As you change and grow, if the people in your circle do not grow with you, they will try to pull you back down. And so if you're committed to growth and you're growing at 10% per month, 120% per year, which is not an outlandish goal to say that every month I'm going to notch up 10% in terms of my, you know, my awareness, in terms of my ambition, my productivity, my enthusiasm, my industrialness, my competitive advantage. If every month you're growing by, say, 10%, at the end of the year, you're 120% different of a person. You need to be with people that are going to grow at that same pace with you. So that way, as you're transforming, they're transforming too. It's so gold. This is the stuff I wish I would have learned in my 20s rather than in my 40s and 50s. Me too. <laughs> well, well, that's and that, why we teach it now. That's right, <laughs> and that the the best time to start is now. And Ryan, this uh, this has been such a great conversation. The last thing on your list of what it takes to become a rock star is always remember where you came from. And uh, 
that right there is something that I think is so critical for all of us. What do you do to remember where you came from? You, you tell your story. You know, you got you to gotta tell your story. Each and every single one of you has been gifted with a brilliant story. You don't have to have a story exactly like mine or like Larry's or, you know, anyone else's. You have to have your own story and you have to craft that story and tell that story and share that story because people need to hear your story in order for them to, to make a connection. So the more that you share that story, the more that people will resonate with it and the more that people will naturally want to do business with you or want to do life with you. Yeah, it, it, that's so good, Ryan. It reminds me of a mentor, a friend of mine. He says, you never know somebody until you know their backstory. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I recommend all every salesperson I meet, I, have, I tell them to tell their story. Now, you have to have a one-minute version. You know, you can't, you can't do 20 minutes. <laughs> on, you know, yeah, 30-minute uh, discovery call. You can't be, you know, 25 minutes into your story before you start asking them the questions. So you have to have your one-minute version, your three-minute version, and your five-minute version. But just know that the art of you telling that story, that's where people really make a connection. And know that the adversities that you have been through, regardless if they're self-imposed or created otherwise, those adversities are giving you a spiritual authority. And so when you share with people from your heart, look, this is what I've been through and this is what I'm here to help you through, people will, will receive that because they'll feel the truth within it. Amen on that one, because I have no problem telling my jacked up story. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what a <laughs> pleasure and what a what an incredible conversation this has been. I just I want to say on behalf of myself, Larry, of course, and the the Selling from the Heart community, uh, just thank you for investing in us. This has been fantastic. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Hey, really quick though, before you split, just share one more. I'll call it a Ryanism. Just share one more Ryanism before you part, because I can hear you talk all day long. But just one more pearl of wisdom from Ryan Blair. Well, there's a difference between salesmanship and leadership. And in order to be the best sales person, you have to become the best leader. In order to become the best leader, you have to care the most. And caring is planning. And so if you're out there in the sales environment and you're not planning, that means you don't care. And if you don't care, you're not a good leader. I know a lot of salespeople, they, they resist against the plan. They don't want to plan. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to, you know, plan out their calendar or plan out their prospecting or plan out their day. And just know by you resisting that, you're, res- you're, you're showing that you really don't care. And if you really don't care, then you're not stepping up to a leader. And if you're not stepping up to a leader, you're not going to be the best person in the field that you possibly can be. Ah, oh, so good. Ryan, wow. you're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for investing in us. That just got written down uh, right here inside (laughs) the copy of Rock Bottom to Rock. Don't want to forget that. Caring is planning. Uh, Ryan, thank you for caring about us today. Thanks for investing in us. This has been a fantastic conversation. My pleasure. It's been been great to spend some time with the two of you, and I look forward to maybe doing this again sometime. Yeah, you betcha. Awesome. All right, we'll see you soon. Larry, what wow. an incredible conversation with Ryan. Uh, I am so fired up right now. <laughs> this this has been this has been so good. There's usually we leave people with an action item. There are so many action items from this talk. It's hard to know where to where to start. Larry, what what do you say to this? I, I, the, the first thing is I was listening to what Ryan was just saying at the very end. I, the first thing that popped into my head is you reap what you sow. That's right. That's Think about right. that for a second. Caring is planning. Planning is caring. Uh, that gem at the end about sales and leadership and planning is so true. Uh, I just, I, I, we could talk about that. We probably will 
talk about that for a long time to come. Uh, but yeah, Larry, hey, I could tell you've been talking about Ryan. You've been telling me stories about him for years. And I can see now just make the connection of the incredible value uh, that he has invested and in, put in your life. Uh, I don't think you'd be here today if it weren't for that. And and just looking at the value, looking back at the people who've mentored and coached us along the way, uh, today is a crystal clear picture of how valuable and how critical those coaching and mentoring relationships are. It, it, and and again, I had to learn this the hard way is you got to pay attention to your close inner circle. Mm-hmm. And I like what Ryan said is, you know, sometimes that means you got to divorce yourself of certain situations. I've had to divorce myself of certain relationships that were preventing me from being where I'm at today. Does It doesn't mean that I don't speak to them. It just means that they're not in the inner circle. And if there's anything that we've learned, you know, in bringing this movement around authenticity and heart to the forefront, it's been that inner circle that we've built that's propelled the message out into the community, Daryl. Well, I think so. And as we finish up, I mean, I'd be remiss right now. It's obvious to just say, hey, if you want an inner circle of like-minded, like-hearted sales professionals that believe in selling from the heart and being authentic, delivering real value, being genuine, all of that, we welcome you to join us in the Insiders group. Just go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders, sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders. And meet some people who are like-minded, like-hearted. It's going to be an incredible investment in your career. Well, as we wrap up today, I just want to say a shout out again to our friends at BombBomb. Thank you so much uh, for helping us pull this off and do what we do. Go check it out, bombbomb.com slash heart. And until next time, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, invest in a coach and a mentor, and most of all, Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time. From the heart.